Turn it up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California, it's Coach's Rise Time with Coach C. Collins. Start three, two, one. Coach's Rise Time. Hey, welcome to Coach's Rise Time. I'm Coach C. Collins, where I talk a little bit of basketball, narrow things down, try to make it specific so I can teach some of you parents and coaches. Obviously, you might know us from or know me, I shouldn't say us, know me from our, our my main show, About That Life podcast with me and Coach MJ. Um, please feel free to check those episodes out. But if you happen to be coming on to this Coach's Rise time, just for a little tidbit for me, or you want to hear my thoughts and pick my brain a little bit, I appreciate that as well. If you're listening to us, please go ahead, hit that follow button. If you happen to catch the YouTube channel About That Life podcast, it's probably a 70% chance you're not subscribed to it. So if you could subscribe and hit that like button, maybe get the views up, that would be appreciated as well. Uh, but I want to wish everybody a happy Friday. It is January 29th, and wow, this month's going by pretty fast, you know, which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, you know, this week uh, was the uh, year of Kobe Bryant's passing, him and his daughter, um, Gigi. And, you know, I definitely uh offer my condolences to the family uh i've seen some beautiful beautiful uh ways of the i've i've seen a lot of great ways that not only players and youtube people and and you know just the people all around the world have uh paid tribute to kobe bryant and the legacy he left for some of you who might know um i was one of the last people to have conversed with Kobe Bryant so that's still very surreal to me that you know I was one of the people that happened to be there um not to showcase myself in any way shape or form in this tragedy it's just uh just it, it hits me pretty hard knowing that 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 was something I was a part of um but again my brief conversation with him he seemed like a really cool dude and you know I i had the most admiration and respect from the man. So just wanted to put that out there. But today's topic, I wanted to talk about uh, the primary break and, and what is that, you know, how do you, I utilize it as a coach, how maybe it could help you as a coach, just under, maybe even understand the terminology because you might have some basketball novices here who have no clue what I'm talking about. And that's kind of what this podcast is all about is about teaching as well as just having fun and discussing the game of basketball. So, the primary break, and that's a term hopefully you'll hear in high school and college basketball for sure, um, is the placement of players for the initial fast break, for the initial change of possession of the basketball, whether it be from a turnover or from uh, the opposing team scoring. Um, that's the initial positions and spots you would like to be in to create your opportunities uh, for offense. Um, oh, on another note, if you hear the noise in the background, the gym's uh, open back up, so we have a uh, some kids in here playing, so that's always great to hear. So, you know, uh, glad we're, we're, we're our state's opened up a little bit more to let our kids play. But going back to the primary break, uh, for me, the primary break is the single most useful tool to allow my teams to score. Uh, the game is played fast nowadays. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, it makes the game extremely competitive and also it kind of regulates a lot of things uh in half court ball like the bigger your team is obviously the more bigs you have uh 
if a team just outmatches you physically in size, more than likely you'll lose because they're just going to, you know, put the ball in the post and take you to work. The primary break kind of evens the playing field because if the game's played fast, because this is the reality of it, bigs are only big in two spots, and that's one block to one block. Those two spots are the only places bigs are big. And the uh, rest of the, you know, 80 feet of the basket, everybody's the same because you're all just running around in free space. So coaches, keep that in mind if your team's not necessarily as big. Uh, the primary break can help become that equalizer potentially, even to the point where maybe you can run some of those bigger bodies off the court and they have to play small ball with you. Uh, the biggest challenge I can find as a coach is trying to teach your teams that are traditionally fast break teams to be half court teams. Um, it's much easier to go from fast to slow than it is to go from slow to fast. So coaches, my tips to you guys out there, always make sure you're teaching your kids IQ basketball because that is half-court basketball. And at some point, they need to be able to play it. Uh, the primary break is a great tool to utilize, but some coaches get so swept up in it and they get these athletic kids that a, that's all they commit to. And then when they run into a team that forces them to change their strategy, they're usually not prepared for that moment. So my suggestion to you, uh, don't let that happen to you guys if you can. Um, but, well, the biggest thing with the primary break is you have to learn to teach kids to utilize positions. Uh, for me, I do a four out one in system, uh, two guards up top, um, two corners and a four man, which is essentially my big in the dunker spot. One, um, that if you want, really want more utilization of the dunker spot, I definitely would suggest watch the warriors and watch Wiseman. Uh, he's really the Warriors have definitely uh, acclimated him into that system to where he's utilized the dunker spot very well. Uh, you know, the, I kind of stole some of my principles from Kentucky, uh, and 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 you know put some other pieces in there from other teams. But I would say Kentucky is the main baseline uh, of my uh, primary break. When when you push the tempo, make sure you have certain personnel. Make sure you have guards who can think on their toes. Make sure you have uh, people who can create off of instinct. You have to really teach your players how to trust their instincts and look for their moments to attack. If they always have to look at you as a coach in order to get verification to do things in a game, you're not a fast-break team because they shouldn't need that. Um, these are the concepts in which you teach and practice which should help with the free flow of the offense. So if you're maybe struggling with that as a coach, um, I suggest you do a few drills that institute more freedom, right? Uh, do a five shot. I, I do one that's called five shot primary break where they take five shots in under 30 seconds. Now, whether they make or miss isn't the point. The point is to get them in the mind frame of I'm trying to score fast. I'm trying to get up and down fast. I'm trying to look for my shots. Uh, institute concepts where they have to look at the rim. Um, make sure, you know, they're always in attack mode looking downhill. These are kind of things and tools you have to utilize as a coach to really make your primary break effective. But again, you also have to teach them how to rein it in because if you, you know, when you turn, when you, when you hit the gas pedal all the way to 100, uh, you're going to run into a team that can do the same as you. And that's when there's a lot more turnovers, a lot more uh, chaotic basketball, and you want to be able to rein them in and then play IQ basketball. That's also one thing you're going to have to accept 
if you're a fast break team, a primary break team, you're going to turn the ball over a lot more than the average team. Uh, most of the time teams, and including mine, teams that run quick, fast, primary break basketball are pressing teams. So you also have to be able to press, but also be able to break your own press because at some point you're going to get pressed as well. So these are just, you know, some of my quick uh, tidbits on trying to help you guys, uh, you know, utilize the best way to deal, make your primary break as effective as possible. Uh, You got to figure out what system works for you. Um, and you got to kind of plug and fill in the pieces. And it doesn't mean, like, if you're not an AAU coach, if you're a high school coach, if you're a middle school coach, you kind of got to look at your personnel and their strengths. If you have a left-handed kid, put them in the left corner. If you have a right-handed kid, put them in the right corner. If you have two ball handlers, if you have a ball handler and a half, if you have no ball handlers, you just need someone who's capable of dribbling the ball up. And don't pigeonhole it by position. Or not, excuse me, not position, by size. Size should not dictate the position in the primary break, skill set, and effective scoring should dictate uh, the position in the primary break. Uh, I teach my teams uh, positionless basketball because that's pretty much what basketball has evolved into. I tell them, look where you're most effective to score. Go to that position first and then look for your secondary positions as the offense is moving. Uh, my, my whole thing with the primary break is let's cut the middleman out. The less plays the better because essentially fast breaks just go straight to the objective anyway, which is scoring. So, you know, always keep that in mind as you're trying to move forward. I know for me, you know, I, um, I love watching it. I love watching fast break basketball. I think everybody does, but you have to know there has to be a structure to it. If it's just chaotic movement, then you have chaos. And that's when, you know, you're not necessarily playing the game to win. Uh, coaches, I suggest you find a primary system that works for you. Uh, tweak it. Uh, fit it to make sure it fits your narrative. The biggest thing I can tell you is you can change one thing. One thing. Or, and, and again, it could be a, a V cut to the basket or, or a backdoor cut or, you know, just one angle and that can innovate an entire system. Coaches, when you look at systems, don't think I need to change the entire makeup of it. That's not how you innovate. Making a slight adjustment can make all the innovation in the world. Because uh, as Ted said before on my show, you're just looking at different ways to take the same shots. (laughs) You know what I mean? So in a fast break, we all fast break, all the teams fast break at some point but you're just looking for different innovative ways to take the exact same shots. Cut the middleman out, go and score, play defense, rinse and repeat. I uh, hope you enjoyed hearing this little tidbit and my insight on the primary break and how useful it can be. Again, I ask that you hit that follow button. If you don't, no big deal. Just listen, support. Uh, there's links in the description uh, to get a hold of me if you want to, to check out you know, uh, About That Life podcast uh, our ig to check out my ig you know i always appreciate the input uh thanks again for listening and i am out